Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 21st of September, the 264th day of this leap year of 2020. We have 102 days awaiting us until 2021. Toward the end of last week, the number of confirmed COVID-19 cases worldwide was over 30.3 million, amounting to an increase of over 2 million since the week before. The number of confirmed cases in the United States near the end of this past week was over 6.7 million, an increase of over 300,000 cases since the week before. India remains in second place worldwide this past week with 5.3 million confirmed cases. Brazil continues in third place worldwide with 4.5 million confirmed cases. Russia remains in fourth place, having approximately 1.1 million confirmed cases followed somewhat distantly by Peru in fifth place at approximately 745,000 confirmed cases. Colombia continues in a close sixth place worldwide, having nearly 744,000 confirmed cases. Mexico remains in seventh place worldwide at approximately 685,000 confirmed cases. The number of deaths from COVID-19 globally by this past Friday was nearing 948,000 meaning deaths globally this past week were up over 37,000 from the previous week. This past Friday, confirmed COVID-19 deaths in the United States totaled almost 198,000, an increase of at least 5,000 deaths from the previous week. In other words, nationwide, COVID-19 this past week has been killing, on average, at least 714 United States citizens per day. Important to note is that the United States has only about 4% of the world's population, but we have more than 22% of the world's confirmed COVID-19 cases. So we continue as the number one hotspot for coronavirus deaths on the planet, with Brazil again in second place, having over 135,000 deaths. India is again in third place, having nearly 85,000 deaths, and Mexico remains in fourth place, with close to 73,000 deaths. Heavenward, today and tomorrow, during the autumnal equinox, the sun will be setting farthest north of due west, which will make for the shallowest angles, and ultimately, the fastest sunsets of the year. Conversely, the slowest sunsets will occur near the winter solstice. Today in 1827, according to Joseph Smith, the angel Moroni gave Smith a record of gold plates, one-third of which Smith translated into the Book of Mormon. Today in 1937, J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit, also known as There and Back Again, was first published. Today in 1966, Jimi Hendrix changed the spelling of his name to J-I-M-I. Today, in 1947, during one of the worst droughts Maine had ever experienced, turning the landscape increasingly into tinder, Stephen Edwin King was born in Portland to Nellie Ruth King and her merchant seaman Donald King, who would break up when Steve was only two. The family never saw Donald again, and biographer Ed Morrow tells us Nellie would take on a series of humble jobs to support her sons often moving from state to state in the process. Various childhood incidents during Steve's childhood in Indiana and Connecticut would serve as material for future writing endeavors, 
such as when Steve was four and began playing with a neighbor friend who was suddenly killed by an unheated freight train. At age six, Steve was eavesdropping on his mother's listening to a radio version of Ray Bradbury's Mars is Heaven, which so terrified Steve that when his brother refused to let Steve sleep with him in the same bed, Steve slept under his brother's bed. Soon, Nellie moved the family back to Maine to be near her parents, and Steve discovered a box of fantasy and horror magazines that had once belonged to his father. These inspired Steve to try writing fiction, and in 1965, while attending the University of Maine, Steve published his first story, I Was a Teenage Grave Robber, for which he was paid $35. Following his energetic college undergraduate work, Steve wrote for several years with little success and worked as a janitor and a gas station attendant and taught at Hamden Academy, finishing three novels and selling none, the third one being tossed altogether into the trash, where Steve's wife Tabitha retrieved it and convinced her husband to mail the manuscript to Doubleday. Who bought it? making the prom queen gone amuck novel carry a bestseller. Thereafter, Steve scored one hit after another, at one point having three novels simultaneously on the bestseller list. For some reason unclear to many of us in 1978, Steve accepted a one-year writer-in-residency position at his alma mater in Orono. This was still back in the day of manual and electric typewriters, and Steve had been allotted an office on the third floor of the English department, among several of his professors from a little over ten years before. So when he wasn't appearing in one of the two classes he'd been assigned to teach, he was in his office, with the door closed, but the steady clacking of typewriter keys against paper could be heard for hours on end. More than a few of us young part-timers joked about the thoughts that might have been going through the full professor's heads, imagining how, inside of a year, Steve was working in that office, he was earning more income from the works in progress than they would have made during their entire academic careers. Because Steve is essentially an amiable fellow, he nonetheless extended personal invitations a year or so later to everyone in the English department to join him at a special showing during the select premiere of the film director Stanley Kubrick had made of Steve's novel, The Shining. There was Steve at 9 o'clock on a Sunday, sunny Saturday morning in late May 1980, sipping from a can of Budweiser in his left hand while shaking our hands in welcome with his right standing at the entrance to the Brewer Cinema Complex and demonstrating up close and personal that time-honored literary tradition of the working alcoholic, which fortunately proved to be only a stage in the ever-evolving life of a most magnanimous and creative human being. Happy birthday, Steve. Today is also the birthday of H.G. Wells in 1866, of Henry Stimson in 1867, of Luis Cernuda in 1902, of Larry Hagman in 1931, of Bill Murray in 1950, and of Faith Hill in 1967. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the first official week of autumn 2020. Happy Equinox!